Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Banati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. Time now for why it matters. And you know, it's, it's hard to be an educator here in Singapore. Yeah, of course. I mean, they've got to plan classes, teach, consistently find ways to engage students who each have various individual needs. And of course, don't forget short attention spans. Mm, I believe education is no longer education, but it's now edutainment. 50% Mm. of time is spent on non-teaching tasks. And so, you know, if teacher says they're overworked, burnt out, no surprise there. Yeah, completely understandable. And it's actually become quite a debate in Singapore, discourse on what to do to help teachers. Here's how bad it can get. Yeah, According to the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, Teaching and Learning International Survey, which they did in 2019. Singaporean teachers are clocking in an average of 46 hours a week, which is still higher than the global average of 39 hours when it compared to their international counterparts. So you might think they are teaching most of the time, right? Or at least half of the time. But in truth, only 18 hours were spent on teaching, the other hours going to admin tasks and school activities. Well, can AI and technology save the day? Let's find out a little bit more from Yvonne So, the co-founder of Noodle Factory. Yvonne, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I got to admit, Yvonne, I, I'm a little bit disappointed by this because when I saw Noodle Factory, I thought we were going to talk about noodles in the morning, but we're <laughs> yeah. not. Well, why is it called Noodle Factory? <laughs> that is a question we get a lot. And in fact, sometimes we have people calling up our office trying to sell us flour or other noodle-making <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> but no, we do not sell noodles. and We do like noodles a lot and we eat noodles a lot. But I think it's not commonly known, but noodles is sometimes used as a slang for brain. So you sometimes ah. hear the expression that, oh, I'm going to noodle on something. Okay, mm. okay. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds good because you are creating an artificially intelligent brain in a sense to help. But you've also said that as instant as a cup of noodles. That's how long it takes to set up an AI bot on our platform. So clearly, that was one of the reasons you even set up this company in 2018, right? Tell us more about what needs you saw and why you decided that you really needed to come up with something like that. Well, actually, my co-founder and I, prior to this, we were in the adult education. So we're educators ourselves. And we wanted to look for a solution that could actually solve our own problem. So we started trying to use chat technology to you know, really try to be able to simulate and replicate uh, the interactions that we have with our students. But we found that it was actually very difficult to set up. And that's a problem with a lot of technologies. And especially if you look at teachers, educators, you know, they don't have time and they're not necessarily interested in the most technical kind of products. So that's where we came up with the idea of why not using AI, not just to interact with students, but really to help teachers automate that whole process of setting up as well. So that's why we came up with the concept that, you know, it needs to be so easy to set up. You can do it while waiting for your instant noodles to cook. Very nice. Have you guys been thriving throughout this whole home-based learning that we've been seeing for the past 18, 20 months? 
Well, I think definitely there has been more awareness. So we actually started this even before COVID and before mm. there was home-based learning, you know, really with the mission of helping educators to solve, you know, because workloads were even higher even before that as well. Yeah. And now it's yeah. obviously much worse. Mm. But yeah, I think recently in the, in the past 18 months, there's definitely been a lot more awareness. So when we approach educators and try to tell them about what we can do, they're really keen to listen and see how it can help them. I understand that you are being, or rather you are supplying services to students from Nian Polytechnic, SIM Global Education, Institute of Technical Education. What about in other parts of the education system, you know, primary schools, for example, primary school teachers face a lot of admin tasks as well, secondary school, so on. Yeah, actually, we've started reaching out to junior colleges, to private schools. We're working with a couple of international schools here, which are in the secondary space, as well as reaching out to secondary schools. That's where we think the solution would really fit well, primarily because, you know, primary might be a little younger, so they might need to have more direction and, you know, more guidance in that sense. But secondary is an area where they have a lot of foundational subjects, they might need to memorize a lot of things. So there's a lot of tutoring needed, and this is where the AI can help. I'm curious about the building blocks to this AI and some of the logics that have that, that come along with it. I mean, did you guys go overseas and take a look at the education system there, sort of compare uh, how much more stressed we are here in Singapore as compared to, say, a European education system? Yeah, I think definitely here there's a lot more emphasis on things like memorizing, things like doing well for exams, mm. just being able to regurgitate different different concepts and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's not definitely it's not certainly not just unusual to Singapore. I think even in universities, a lot of the foundational years, like the first year, that's where it's also exams play a big part of it to prepare them for you know, for the future years as well. Thing is, for AI to be effective, it needs, of course, to be coded properly and then given the right stimulus to continue learning, right? But we've seen some examples of AI making pretty egregious mistakes. I mean, for example, earlier this week, the MOH had to temporarily disable a chatbot on its website after it provided misaligned replies. So I do know that there are some FAQ functions in the solutions you provide as well. How do you make sure that such things don't happen? Yes. So that's a classic example of like AI gone wrong and we try very hard to avoid that. So what I mean what all chat technology uses and including our platform is a sub branch called natural language processing. And how it works is it really actually doesn't understand the context of what you know the person is saying or what it's reading, but it's really looking at language patterns. So that's where sometimes it can go wrong because it recognizes the pattern but it's just slight nuances that it doesn't understand like COVID nineteen versus SpaceX. So that's one of the issues. So what we have done, especially for, you know, in the education environment, is we try to have a more structured way that the students can approach the, the chatbot, for lack of a better word. And so, for example, we set down learning pathways where they can click on what's the next thing that they can ask. They are sometimes also not allowed to type a question, so it's not like free for all. But they, when they are about to go down a certain path or they want to ask a question, they are, the bot also trying to actively suggest questions that they can ask as well. So that helps to limit the risk of error. I'm a teacher myself, Yvonne. The part I hate is I'm still okay with the admin, but I don't like the mark papers. Can this, can this AI help me? <laughs> yes, definitely. So especially if you look at it, there's, you know, multiple choice questions are fairly easy, although still very tedious and repetitive. But when it comes to open-ended questions, 
those become a real pain. And you can spend easily, I think, six hours of your day just marking papers for a class of students, you know, a class of 40 students, for example. That's almost the whole working day. So that's where the AI can come and help. So basically what we do is, is this, the teachers set up the ideal answers for different questions, and then the AI will then use natural language processing to check against what the student provided and try to match whether it's trying to mean, whether they mean the same thing and then score them accordingly. So it's great because for the teachers, it obviously offloads them from this task. For the students, they get immediate feedback. They don't have to submit paper to the teacher and then wait for them, wait a few days for them to return it. They get the immediate feedback. Plus, on top of that, what our chat, our AI teaching assistant will do is then guide them down different learning pathways based on questions that they got wrong. Mm. Let's talk about it as a list. You know, what are the various things that this technology can help an educator with? So definitely in terms of marking, marking and typically right now used for formative assessments. So assessments that students are practicing on, great for things like past year papers, 10 year series. So it's able to do that. And so at the same time, what it's really doing is it's helping the students prepare for exams. So marking and exam prep, that's one of the great things. It monitors students' progress too. So apart from tutoring, where this is another thing that obviously the, the bot can do, which is to tutor students on more conceptual, factual knowledge. One of the best things about using technology is that it captures every, sing, every single student interaction. So it helps to monitor the student progress. It allows teachers to then keep an eye on the progress of the student learning and to really nip in the bud anything that they can solve. They can also look at you know, more big-scale analytics, like which are the questions that a lot of students are getting wrong and try to address that as well. That sounds great. Let's talk a little bit about money. You guys recently raised 500000 US dollars in seed funding. I would imagine this is going to go toward the tech. What areas of the tech are you looking at? Definitely on the tech. So one of the areas we are looking to improve is in terms of the sentiment analysis, kind of really seeing not just how students are performing you know, from a curriculum perspective, but also seeing where they might be at risk, at risk of dropping out, especially in overseas countries or in higher education, dropout is actually a big problem. So that's an area that we can use natural language processing for. So we're trying to develop in that space. Mm. Also, I mean, there's a lot of different technologies out there already, and we're not going to replace any of them like learning management systems. But what we really do is to complement them, make them better and make the teachers more effective. So that's an area. The other area is actually not so much on the development aspect, but really the outreach. So prior to this, it was really just myself and my co-founder doing the the sales outreach to the different schools. So we've hired also business development people in Singapore and other countries so as to be able to expand our outreach. We talked a lot about the hard tasks that this platform can help teachers with, but I understand there's a softer side to this as well. You say that there is a possibility that this could help educators connect with their students even better. And considering the high dropout rates and so on that you mentioned in regard to other countries, how does this connect with that? How exactly can such a platform help connect students with teachers and therefore perhaps even address some of the other concerns that you've talked about? You know, it doesn't replace the teacher and it never will because the teachers are still essential for, you know, a lot of the less structured type of communication. But it really helps them to be more effective. With this platform, you know, it 
give the students the ability to almost kind of ask the teacher questions without having the, the teacher to answer it and without really asking the teacher. So it, it helps both ways. Also, there's a feature in the platform today where we have students might get graded by the AI and they can actually feedback, send feedback to the teachers that, hey, I think I got this incorrect. And that's great because it starts this conversation. It shows the student is thinking and teachers love that. Mm, I think it's great too. Yvonne, this has been a great conversation. Just some very quick closing thoughts. Have you Has it ever come up that this platform, this AI, eliminates bias? Because at the end of the day, we're human. Teachers will have favorites. There's nothing wrong there. But has that ever come up as a selling point? Yes, because one of the things, especially if you look at maybe the Southeast Asian countries, you know, where English might not necessarily be their first language, but yeah. they are required to learn or study in English. This is great because it allows them to ask questions without fear of, you know, being judged because ah. they're talking to an AI. Yeah, yeah, the robot won't judge you. Yvonne Soko, founder of Noodle Factory, is on the line with us. Yvonne, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. It was great to be here. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.